0: So, it's, it's a typical Sunday morning, and a mom's getting ready for church, and she notices her son isn't awake yet. And so looks around, goes up to his room, opens up and says, hey, it's time to get up for church. And he humps and goes, no, I don't want to go to church, and he covers his head with a pillow. And the mom says, no, you have to go to church. And the son goes back, really grumpy now. He's like, no, I don't wanna, and I'm gonna give you two reasons why I'm not going to. It's boring and nobody likes me. Then the the mom is there, so, well, you are going to church, and I'm gonna give you two reasons why you are. You're 45 years old and you're the pastor. (laughs) Ever had a Sunday morning like that? If had a Sunday morning where you're just sitting there asking, why should I go to church? Why should I go to church? I think we've all had that. Let's be honest. We've all had that. Like when the, the alarm goes off almost every Sunday morning, I ask myself that question. Okay? We've all had that. So you know what? We're going to talk about it. We've got a new series here called Why Church? Because we're going to talk about that. And I'm actually going to give you the answer right now. Right now, why church? Because God wants you to grow. Did you know that? That God wants you to grow. That's one of the biggest reasons why God has created this thing called church. Because God wants you to grow. So what do I mean by that? Well, have you ever been in a dead-end job? You know, job's just going nowhere. Okay? And maybe you're in it right now, which I'm sorry. <laughs> okay? But my, probably my worst dead-end job was I worked one, in college one summer. I worked a mall kiosk, okay? And now that alone should elicit pity from anybody, okay? But on that mall kiosk, I sold what are called sequined appliques. Now, the ones who are laughing clearly know what sequined appliques are. The rest of you, here's what sequined appliques look like. These are little sequined things that you put on your clothes. Okay? And to make matters worse, we had to wear the product. Yeah, so there I am, a twenty-one-year-old college student with like with glittery sequin seahorses and stuff on my shirt and my hat, and oh my gosh, it was terrible. And I mean, I, I spent a whole summer selling these things, and it was miserable. It was boring, and with the exception of a paycheck, it felt like a total waste of time. Has church ever felt like that for you? Miserable, boring, and a waste of time. If it is, then it probably means you've missed one of the biggest reasons God has for church. Because he wants you to grow. Okay, but how are we supposed to grow? How are we supposed to grow? Well, is attending Sunday enough? Or, or if I'm supposed to grow, am I supposed to like take notes during the sermon? Or should I attend events to support or encourage the church? Is that what it means to grow? So how do we grow in church? That's kind of the fundamental question. And now I'm really glad that we don't have to answer that ourselves. We don't have to come up with an answer to the how do we grow in church. Because God has given us some amazing answers to that question in the Bible it's right there. So the next two weeks, so next Sunday and the following Sunday, we're gonna talk about four concrete, clear, specific ways that you can grow in church. Four ways that you can grow here at River Life. But this week, I would just wanna talk about one overarching principle. Just one big picture principle about how do we grow in church. Now, this comes out of probably one of the best passages in the whole New Testament about church. And in one of the best books in all of New Testament about the body that's called church. This is the book of Ephesians. Now, before I get to the passage we're going to talk about today, I want to give you a little bit of an overview of the book. A little bit of an overview. So, the first three chapters of Ephesians... The apostle Paul, the author of the book, and he, it was a letter that he wrote to a church in a city called Ephesus. So in the first 3 chapters, Paul, <coughs> excuse me. Paul talked about how God reconnected himself to humans. He reconciled himself with humans. He reestablished a relationship with us through Jesus Christ. And then he reconnected, he reestablished, he reconciled relationships with one another between believers in Jesus Christ. So he spends the first three chapters talking about those two big themes of how God reconciled himself to us and then how, through Christ, God reconciled us to each other. That's chapters one through three. Chapters four through six, Paul shifts and he starts to give very practical advice about how to live out these two amazing facts of a reconciled relationship with God and a reconciled relationship between one another. So four to six are how do we live that out? And right in the middle of this is this amazing section at the beginning of chapter four, that talks about what does it look like to grow in church? What does it look like to be a part of this this thing that Paul uses the metaphor of a body, a church body? What does it look like to grow? So right in the middle of this amazing book is this passage that we're going to look at today. And it begins, so it's chapter 4, and we're going to start a few verses in from chapter 4. We're going to start at verse 11. So if you want to follow along, you're welcome to. It's also going to be up on the screen. Thank you. Um, And so this is chapter 4, verse 11. Christ, Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers to equip his people for works of service. Okay, we'll pause there. Now, what Paul begins, Paul begins by saying that God gives the church amazing leaders and volunteers. We might say it's something like this, that God has given River Life preachers, musicians, photographers, people who are great with kids, those are all of the people. On any given Sunday, we have about 20 to 25 people who make River Life happen every week. And these are amazing gifts from God that he gives to us. Okay? So that's how he starts. He starts kind of with the what. Then he transitions into the why. Let's talk about the why. So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith And in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature attaining the whole measure of the fullness of Christ now that's a thick sentence right there that's an amazing paragraph okay just listen to some of the phrases of what growth looks like listen to some of these things built up unity in the faith knowledge of God become mature The whole measure of the fullness of Christ. That's what spiritual growth looks like. That's the picture that Paul is painting about what does spiritual growth look like. And where does this happen? Happens in church, okay? Because in the middle of all of this, there are a couple phrases that you can't miss. There are a couple phrases that are really important to see. First, it's that the body of Christ may be built up and if you remember that's paul's metaphor for church the body of christ that's us that's church those are the believers the followers of jesus (laughs) okay second and then look at that um that second line until we all reach unity until we all reach maturity this whole passage is about a group of people, not an individual, okay. God's vision for growing in the church has never been about individuals. It has always been about the group, the whole. It's probably one of the, the, one of the biggest things that the American church has gotten wrong, is the individualization of Christianity. But that's not what this passage is about. This passage talks about the we all. It talks about the body. That's what grows together. That's what matures together. And this gives us th- this idea of, of growing together as a community. This gives us our big idea for today. And here it is. Church community is the soil for spiritual growth. Church community is the soil for spiritual growth. We grow best in community. We can grow outside of community, but it's pretty limited. We grow best in community because that's the way God made us. That's the way God made church. That's why God wants you to grow in church. Now, I'll pause right here and and make a little aside because I think I I can tell some of you might be thinking, some of you might be thinking this, be like, you know, I've been to churches and I didn't grow. In fact, I'm not sure anybody grew. Then it may not have been the right church for you to be growing in. So if you've had a bad experience with church where you were not growing in fact, maybe you were even going south. Then, I, First of all, I'm sorry. On behalf of all the churches, I'm sorry that you had a bad experience with church. But know that that's not God's desire. God's desire is that a body, that a church, that we all grow together. Because church community is the soil for spiritual growth. So now, next, after this, Paul uses two metaphors. He, he shifts into two metaphors. One for being in church community and growing, and then another for not being in church community and not growing. Okay? So he starts off with the one for not being in community. So let's hear what, what Paul says, what it looks like to not be in church, growing in church community. Here you go. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people and their deceitful schemings. Man, that sounds horrible. That's the picture that Paul paints of what it means to be outside of church community. That you're, you're an infant, who's basically at the whim of circumstances and people. And you get blown around by whatever's happening in life. Whatever opinion seems to be the strongest or the loudest or the most convincing at that time. And you get blown around. I mean, that that passage, this isn't someone who is in control in their own life. This is someone who is a victim and being controlled by everything else around them because they're lacking that soil. They're lacking that stability of church community. Okay, so now that's the first metaphor. Now let's, let's listen to the second metaphor that Paul uses for those in growing in church community. Here we go. Instead, so there's the contrast. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love, as each part does its work. Now that's a picture worth pursuing. That's a picture worth living. That's a picture of what it looks like to grow in church community. I mean, just look at some of those phrases. Growing in love, maturing together, being held together instead of being whipped all around, becoming more like Christ. I mean, doesn't that sound great? Look at those two. Where would you wanna spend your afternoon? (laughs) It's a pretty simple picture here. And it's very clear because church community is the soil for spiritual growth. So now, what do I mean by soil? Okay. Um, the right church community, here it is, the right church community is the single best place for spiritual growth. And I say the right church community because not all church communities out there and not all churches are out there are right for every person to be growing. They're usually right for someone, but it doesn't mean that they are right for everyone. You know, one of the most common questions that I got asked kind of in my youth ministry days, that's what I was doing before River Life, um, and this was often for people sort of in their college years, um, maybe late high school, maybe just out of college, and, and they had this dilemma of, I, where should I go to church? I, I want to go to church, and my parents want me to go to their church, but I'm not really getting fed there, but I've gone to the, the Big MacGah Church and, and I just don't feel like I quite fit there and, and they regularly ask me. And, and wha- the most common answer that I give, it's not the answer I give all the time, but the most common answer I give is go where you are fed. In other words, go where you can grow. And that's why it's the right church community. Now again, that's not always the answer, because I think life is more complex than that, but I think that's a really good principle to, to go by, okay? So what do I mean by this idea of the right soil, okay? So if I could get a couple of folks to help me grab this guy. What do I mean by the right soil? There we go. Thank you, Manjula. And we'll just carry it right out there. Now, I don't know, any gardeners out there, anybody with a green thumb? Anybody? Well, I I jokingly have kind of a black thumb of death. Um, And unfortunately, our whole household is cursed with the black thumb of death. We don't have, like, a good grandma here who can grow an entire rainforest in our living room. We don't have that. Instead, we have a yard full of a whole bunch of weeds. Yeah, that's how tall our weeds are getting these days. Okay? (laughs) I know. Our, our weeds are beca- becoming the size of trees. Um, but, but so I, I thought I'd pull this guy as an example to give you an idea. Okay? Um, so normally just envision this as a beautiful, luscious flowering plant that like your grandma would plant instead of a nasty old weed that your pastor would plant. Okay? So what do I mean? What do I mean by the best soil? Okay? So let's say I wanted this to grow more. I've got a jar of soil. I could plant this in some soil. There we go. Get it all tight, water it, and then it'll just flop down, okay? So, I could plant this in some soil. This dirt, this would be the best soil for this plant. Does that make sense? We all kind of agree on that. This would be the best soil. Now, I could try to plant my beautiful weed in rocks. But as we all know, like, weeds actually grow in rocks, but this would not be, this giant pile of rocks would not be a great place for this poor weed. This, would, this a bunch of rocks are not a good place to plant a plant. It's not going to grow very well. It might grow a little bit. We've all seen weeds growing in, in rocks, but it's not going to last very long, okay? Now, even, even worse, it, the, here it would grow a lot, here it could kind of grow. But now here, if I planted my plant in jello, that would not grow at all. It's true. This is genuine jello right here. Okay? This would not grow in jello. Now, however, jello makes terrible soil. It does make a good afternoon snack, though. There. But it makes a terrible soil. Soil makes good soil. Rocks make kinda bad soil, Jello makes terrible soil. Church community is the best soil for spiritual growth. Church community is the best soil. There are other communities, there are other churches that may be okay places to grow your plant, they, you could maybe grow a little bit with work communities, school communities, social action communities, and you may grow a little bit spiritually, but you're not going to grow a whole lot. And then there are places that are just terrible places to grow spiritually because it's jello. Okay. So, part of understanding church, why church, is it is the best soil. For spiritual growth. It is the best soil. There is nothing else like it. And over the next two weeks we're going to talk about what are some of the parts of that best soil. That why does it make, why is church such a good place to grow spiritually. But for now I just want you to buy into this. That church community is the best soil. It is the best Place to grow spiritually. Okay. So you and I work just like this plant, which is slowly dying in my hand. See, I just have to hold stuff. It also happens that I'm manhandling it. So, okay, plant, you're dead there. And now I'm covered in jello. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so church community is the best soil for spiritual growth, okay. and we we work just like that plant. Now, as I've thought about this, I've thought about there are, I think there are probably about four places where you could be in thinking about this question. I think there are four different places where you could be. So I want to run through them and see what resonates with you. So first, first isn't even on this table yet. First is, do you believe God wants you to grow? Let's just start there. Do you believe God wants you to grow? Some of you, that might not even be on your radar. Maybe you believe God wants you to attend church. God wants you to be good. God wants you to stop lying and drink a little less. Maybe that's what what you believe God wants from you. What God wants from you is he wants you to grow, and he wants to help you spiritually grow. So that's the first place you might be. And some of you might be there. Some of you might need to reorient, change your view of church. That, you know, maybe the end goal of church isn't that I just show up and be a good person. I need to grow. Okay, so that's first. Second, second, some of you might not be planted in anything. You might not have good soil, medium soil, or bad soil. Okay? You might not be planted in any type of soil, which means you're not really growing. You believe God wants you to grow, but eh, you're not really quite growing. And it's not really happening because you're not in soil. Okay. So maybe for that, maybe you attend church sometimes, maybe if you're not too tired on a Sunday morning, or you're, or you're feeling particularly guilty for whatever happened you did that week, so you wanna to go to church and, and get rid of the guilt and get some of the good God vibe going, okay? So, so that, that's one option. Now, another option is some of you might be planted in the wrong thing. Some of you might be planted in jello, and you're not going to grow. So I don't know where you're planting your community, where you are planting your relationships, your friendships, the people who know you and that you know. But some of you have planted yourselves in jello and you're never gonna grow spiritually there. It's not to say you have to cut people out of your life, although if if that's where God leads you, then sometimes that is a great decision. But it does mean you need to get yourself planted somewhere else. So some of you are planted in Jello here. Some of you might be planted in rocks where you could grow a little bit, but the truth is you're not gonna grow a whole lot. And then lastly, Some of you might be planted in soil, and you're growing. You're connected to a church community, whether it's here at River Life or another church. But you have deep relationships. You have friendships. You you have people that will call you on your behavior, people that will follow up with you, that you will follow up with. And you could be planted in good soil, and you're growing. And if that's where you're at, congratulations, you are exactly where God wants you to be. You're in the soil of church community, and you're growing spiritually. So I sort of leave you with that. Where are you? Where are you? Are you at a place where you kind of need to believe that God wants you to grow? God doesn't want you to be the same last year as you are right now. And a year from now, God wants to shape you into a better person, to be more like Christ, more loving, more forgiving, stronger in your faith, more confident in your identity in Him, more healed, more hopeful. That's God's desire for you. So maybe you're there. Or maybe you're not planted in any soil. You don't have any strong relationships. You kind of keep to yourself a lot of time at home God wants to connect you in relationships. So maybe you're not planted anywhere. Or maybe you're just planted in some some stuff that's not helping you grow. It doesn't mean you have to get rid of stuff. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying stop, stop meeting with clubs or spending time with your family or some friends. That's not what this is about. It's not what you are doing. It's what you are lacking. So some of you might be in a place where you've got really bad soil. And you need to get some good soil in your life. And then some of you are in some good soil. And you're growing. You have friends that you know you and that you know. And you're growing spiritually. So where are you? Because remember that church community is the soil for spiritual growth. There's nothing better And I will say, it's the right church community. Again, you might have had an experience where you say, dude, the church community I was in, that was not a good place for growing. Then it probably means it wasn't the right church community for you, find the right church community. I believe River Life is a pretty darn good church community for growing spiritually. So, I want you to imagine with me for a second. I want you to imagine, imagine if all of us, every person here, was growing spiritually. You're more like Christ today than you were six months ago. And six months from now, you'll be even more like Christ. Okay? I want everyone to imagine all of us growing spiritually. Now imagine us more like Christ. Imagine families that, where there's more love. Imagine more forgiveness. Imagine more unity despite our differences. In fact, we can even embrace our differences because of our unity. Imagine more maturity, all of us collectively more mature, more stable, less reactionary to this world around us, to our parents, to our spouses, to the stress that hits us, the, our workloads. We're less reactionary, more stable. And imagine all of us having more strength to withstand when the hardships come. When the winds start to blow, we all stand strong. We stay in the soil. Imagine that. That's what happens when we grow together in church community. Now that's a community I want to be a part of. I want to be a part of a group that gets more and more loving. I want to be a part of a group where you're even more and more loving to your parents even when they frustrate you and they don't understand you. And you're you're full of grace and you're full of hope for your family and you're strong. We are strong. That's what I want. And that's what Paul offers. That's what God offers when we plant ourselves in the right soil of church community. And that's a pretty amazing promise. And that's my challenge. So we're gonna spend the next three weeks talking about what does it look like to be in church community, in the right soil. So come on back. In the next two weeks, I'm gonna give you four clear ways that you can spiritually grow in the church community called River Life. And then we got a little something special for week four this year at the end of the month. So my challenge to you, are you connected to a church community? where you are growing spiritually? And if you're not, what is your next step? Join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you that you have created a way for us to grow. God, it is your desire that we become more like Christ. Lord, it is your desire that we broaden who we are. Into a bigger picture, to be more like Christ, together as a community. God, so thank you that we don't have to come up with that on our own. You've given us a plan, you've given us a roadmap. So Lord, I pray for every person here that they can be connected into a church community. God, that there can be somebody and and somebody's in their world and their life that can help them grow. here in a church community, be that river life or somewhere else. That is my desire for everyone here, and that is your desire. So help us. Help us each take that next step, which might be as simple as coming back next week or might be as simple as turning to you to say, okay, God, you want me to grow. So thank you that you desire that for us. I pray all of that in the name of Jesus. Amen.